Welcome, welcome. This is another special edition of the Simply King podcast. This is another volume, another edition of the Gumbo Series episodes. I know you guys are going to enjoy it. I enjoy creating it. For everyone who's listening, you can now purchase the Gumbo magazine at gumbomedia.com forward slash magazine. You don't want to miss this. You don't want to be the one who doesn't have a copy and can't be a part of the conversation. So go get you some gumbo. All right. This is the Simply King podcast. Let's listen. Out your back, put your butt in it. Wanna love ya, but I do not wanna commit. So I then twitch you with the thought of us fucking. We dancing up in the corner, feeling for the corner pocket. So I ease your up for just a bit. Welcome, welcome back to the podcast. This is your boy Rodney Perry, King himself, and you just tuned into the soulfully conscious podcast of humans simply being humans. And I'm so, so, so glad and blessed right now to be joined with three individuals from a conglomerate, a collective, an entity if you would say, uh, that I truly immediately uh, admired from the first time I went to an event. Um, I'm here with several people in an ongoing series for Simply King podcast from Gumbo Media. I'm here with Austin, Courtney, and Chrissy. All right. And in the, throughout this uh, episode, I hope you get to get to know them more and get to understand who they are, but also understand the thing that brought them all together as well. So, let's get right into it. Let's not waste no time. Let's jump right into it. First, let's start off with talking about who you guys are in general. Um, first, let's start with Courtney. Okay. Um, well, I'm Courtney Phillips, and I'm co-founder of Gumbo Media. Um, I I mean, what do you want to know? Like, like our I roles. Know, I, would, I would love yeah. to know you guys' roles, as well as some, where, right, where you guys are from, and, um, and also what brought you to Chicago. Sure. And what, yeah, and what you do with Gumbo. Okay, well, what brought me to Chicago was just an urgent feeling one time when I was traveling from Alabama with my family on a road trip down to, uh, traveling from Minnesota to Alabama. Okay. I brought my fiance now, then boyfriend, also co-founder Matthew, <laughs> and we got out of the car uh, in our stop in Chicago, and I was like, I just need to move here. There's something in the air. I feel like there's opportunities that are like you know, just here, and there's just a divine, like, pull to to just move. And so Matthew, who actually went to DePaul University, is already familiar with the city. Mm. He's like, ooh, like, if you want to move back, I've considered it. Let's do it. We moved in, like, I think maybe eight months after. Okay. And so it was pretty quick, and um, we've enjoyed it since. So we currently reside in High Park, and uh, it's also where we run, like, our Gumbo Fit um, programming out of. Um, yeah, and then I would say as far as my role with Gumbo, it's since it co-founder is, you know, within that, it's just basically kind of being a part of every aspect, but mm-hmm. I would say that, um, I am very, even more so involved in, um, the efforts of like the magazine that is, uh, forthcoming in, um, in February and, uh, our fitness initiative, Gumbo Fit and, um, just other like new developments within the company at large. Okay, okay. And what about you, Chrissy? Hi, everybody. I'm Chrissy. I'm the art director for Gumbo Media. Um, I'm from Chicago. I'm from the west side of Chicago. So, born and bred. 
Um, and so within the company, I manage the aesthetic of the company at large, Gumbo Media, but also of like events that we might hold or like flyers that we need to make for clients and things like that. Mm, I love it. I love it. And you, Austin? I am uh, Austin Sellers, the social media director. Um, I'm originally from Freeport, Illinois, small town, just a little bit west of here. Came here for school, um, UIC, and have been here ever since. I, I love this city. It's been absolutely incredible to me, and um, and yeah, it's been a blast. Yeah, so I believe it was a very organic, um, honestly, social media moment that kind of brought me to even know what Gumbo was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but coincidentally, I believe I somewhat met gumbo when it was royal mm, yeah and i realized that when i realized that i actually was introduced to andre before mm-hmm. that event but yeah. just didn't remember that's where i knew him from and um because i knew one of his line brothers mm-hmm. and me and him went to, uh went to, went to college with each other and i remember him telling me to follow him and all these different things so yeah. i believe you know by miracle of the algorithm i think that's what brought gumbo to me um because i just i just i had to put that together when i sat down and thought about it like i know i met andre mm-hmm. before this because i remember his face yeah sure. and then once i connected the dots that he was you know dante's line brother i was like ah that's, that's where it was is. i met you at uh silver room block party yeah. on this day <laughs> blah, 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 and that's who you were and that's what this was yeah. um yeah. And I believe, uh, I think it was, we just linked up one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, better yet, you, uh, I invited your cousin, yep. Caleb, to my birthday yep. last year. Mm-hmm. And so she, wait, you guys, so, okay. So first I'm of all, you. Andre <laughs> is just on the team. Is he, he's going to be on the podcast eventually, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, okay, just for clarity. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then, but you're talking to Austin. Austin and yeah. how do you know him? So this is what I'm getting to. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> I talk, so Caleb, me and Caleb worked together. That's his cousin okay. from cousin. Freeport as well. Yeah. And me and him just linked up and like connected last year, early last year. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I invite him to my, to my birthday uh, celebration. Um, and he came, he brought Austin with him. Mm-hmm. Oh. Austin was the life of the party. Everyone <laughs> loved Austin. <laughs> I'm talking about my people who came from out of town. It was yeah, like, he was live. He kept his, he kept his live. He was great at Uno. It was yeah. good, you know? <laughs> and so I was like, great. So honestly, uh, I think it was just one random moment that, uh, we all linked up. Yeah. And we were at uh, Kayla's place right before he moved. Yeah. And you asked me one day, he was like, how do you know about Gumbo? And I was like, oh, you talking about that little, uh, yeah, I was like, I've been following it for, I don't like, it, it seemed cool. I'm trying to catch an event because it seemed like they do cool stuff. Yeah. I don't know what the hell it is <laughs> yeah. because I haven't been able to go to nothing yeah. yet. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I run the path. Like, do I? I was like, that's why y'all be liking yeah. stuff. I'm like, I'm trying to figure out why these people like it. I was like, I haven't met no one My from there yet. Yeah. How the hell could it be? Because I'm thinking my royal. And Andre, yeah. I'm not putting one with two. Right. You know what I'm saying? That this is how I got to it. Mm-hmm. So I seen you post something about you know the for the love event. Yeah. I think it was sometime in the I think it was in the fall. Yeah. Maybe like yeah. I feel not like it was in the ago. you know what mm-hmm. it might have been in the summer. In the summer. Because I feel yeah. like it was still kind of nice. It out. was hot out because we were out on that. Yeah, we was out on, on that, that patio. Area. Yeah. And so literally came and seen you. And you immediately just introduced me to everybody. Mm-hmm. Had a great first conversation with Matthew. Had um, had a, really a first long conversation with Andre, and um, and just kind of went around and just talked to everybody. I was like, damn, yeah, this is cool. Yeah. That's cool as hell. Yeah, very Ooh. nice vibes, very good energy. And I was just like, I, I like this. And then like uh, 
obviously looked into more of what you guys did, and I'm just like, this is some cool shit. Yeah. I'm gonna support. Thank you. And um, and that's why I definitely kept popping up, and definitely was like, I'm gonna definitely you know put this you know, once I came around enough. So I'm gonna pitch this idea mm-hmm. that I really want to be able to capture, and I I found the words literally today to describe exactly, I guess. I guess I add on descriptive to my own purposes, and that's really stepping into my griotness. Okay, I believe that's what I'm meant to be here for to truly capture the stories of you know individuals and capture the stories of life and culture, and truly be able to retell those things. Yeah, and um and keep those things going and keep those things alive and living. And I'm so glad that I'm having you guys here today. What I want to first start off with is, what is Gumbo to all those who are listening who may have never heard of Gumbo Media? Um, I would say that it, it's it's a platform that involves community opportunity and services mm. to um, expand the narrative of black life at large. So um, when we think about what the black narrative looks like today, mm-hmm. or even like two years ago when we, or two, almost three years ago when we started this, it was very like one or two things, you know, either you're like a, like a famous sports player yep. or, you know, you're... Like, it, it's just, like, very disparate in between. Mm-hmm. And there's no, like, fulfillment or there wasn't, like, a thorough fulfillment of, like, the, the full breadth of what the black experience is in the United States or even abroad yep. as a whole. And how, and, or even capturing the, like, the fringe culture of what black blackness is, right? Mm. So, like, um, so creating a platform for people <clears throat> to, like, express themselves the way they want to be expressed in in the medium they want to be to to express themselves does that make sense that does so and so when we say media it means a lot of different things yes and so it would be great to hear like have uh, Austin and Chrissy add to that yes <laughs> I, I was gonna, I'm definitely going to pass yeah, to you well, too you know, I try not to like say everything mm-hmm. so <laughs> um, yeah it's especially especially when it comes to social media um, what we see when it comes to black people, especially when it comes to like police brutality or like she was saying, like fringe culture, things like that. We want to be a part of the conversation. Um, we don't want to necessarily run within this 24 hour news cycle yep. of um, trying to stay with hot relevant topics and all that kind of stuff. We really want to get to the meat and potatoes of, of blackness. Um, and we want to share these authentic and real and not necessarily broadcasted stories. Yep. Um, and we want to create connections with the, within the diaspora um, between uh, men and women and those in between like we we really want to be a place for um, black people to exhale and to and to be their their true selves and to get away from kind of like all the the trials and tribulations that that come with blackness and and kind of be able to to um, relish in the fact that you know, we are who we are, and, and this is our people, and really kind of um, uplift those kinds of voices. Damn, I love this. I love this. I love this. This is such a beautiful thing. Now, Chrissy, for you, what do you, yeah. well, I guess, how would you describe gumbo to someone? Um, I think all of that is exactly true. And just to add on, I think gumbo media, through all of those things, really centers blackness, obviously. But in that, we're also centering Black people. And so that's why, for instance, on our social media or our website, you will only see Black people and Black people of different shades and body types and of just a variety of kinds of people because that is our concern. 
and we want everybody to see themselves. So it's like we need our variety and we need everyone within the culture's story to be told. Yes. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. And for me, honestly, I think being a person who, you know, became a transplant, just like a lot of you guys who are probably a part of the team, uh, I really felt so alone when I came here. And even though I came here and I was at the time dating someone, it still felt alone because, you know, to be in a place that you don't understand is, you know, still in a state of loneliness because you really don't know where to go and you feel so damn helpless. You got to Google every fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> no, you got to like ask so many different questions just to be able to come become acclimated. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a uh, it was so many different things for me happening all at once. It was the culture shock of being away from my like black utopia of my HBCU and then also being out of the South, being into this cold, frigid ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Game of Thrones ass type of weather. And I just had to adjust in so many different ways. And I believe through, I I truly believe in the people who have lived here, who are from here, who believe in um, the saying of, if you make it in Chicago, you can truly make it everywhere. Mm -hmm. Because I do believe it's a city of extremes. Where in the the summertime, it's hot as hell. In the wintertime, it's cold as hell. There's so much to do. It's so vast. It'll take you a lifetime to cover every corner of it. It's so many different things Um, Mm -hmm. in terms of understanding as well. In terms of, yes, you can sit here and you can't put everybody in a box. You can't sit here and say all black people in Chicago love Harold's because a whole lot of people who love, love Uncle Remus. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I forgot it's another one on the west side that I can't remember that people like, but it's like a chicken spot. Coleman. Coleman's. People swear by Coleman's too. And Chrissy knows because yeah, she's Chris- from the west side. That's what yeah. I'm saying. They <laughs> swear by Coleman's too. You know what I'm saying? When she said west side, they said Chrissy knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. And But I love that. And yeah. I think that it speaks to so much And when you are here and you... Just do any, just a little bit of your Googles. Mm-hmm. It makes you appreciate even more about the city. You know, <laughs> learning about Dusabo, learning about mm-hmm. you know the just the black migration mm-hmm. and all these different things and all these important people. And honestly, since I've been here, all these amazing people who I've just now learning, who I've seen all my life, mm-hmm. who are all of a sudden just so happen to be from Chicago. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, why the fuck am I like putting one with two with this? Yeah. And it blew my mind, but I love that you guys are becoming so many different things all in one. And y'all found a way to cro- become a cross section for for something that I believe the community of Chicago and the and the at large, as you say, the black people at large, especially locally, mm-hmm. really needed that. And mm-hmm. I'm a, I feel like I was a person who needed that, and I feel like I'm definitely um, enjoying mm-hmm. the the efforts that you guys have put together. So I really thank, thank you. y'all for yeah, that. Thank you. Um, yeah, thank you. And. But I do want to jump into some questions. I do have some questions, and I want to get into, you know, get even deeper and get even, you know, into have a nice, good, collective conversation. First thing, what was, I guess, why did you move away from Royal into Gumbo? Um, It was a conversation we kind of uh, thought through for a while. Um, We realized that the use of the name Royal, like, although our, our... Um, understanding and like use of it was very much directed towards everyone's story is is worth telling yes the name royal the word royal is overused it's on the side of taxis it's on the side of like you know dry cleaners 
mm-hmm. anything that you could think of, yep. Royals being used. My church is on Royal Street back mm-hmm. home. Sure, right. <laughs> so it's like, how do we change that up? Because we're not, just not trying to like have people come with this like mindful of like like I don't know uh, associations yes. to a right. word before we can even create our own definition. Mm-hmm. And so right. We started uh, really you know, thinking through a lot of different categories of words and, and things like that. And Matthew and I um, came up with, like, started to making it a game, honestly, where we, like, for weeks were just, like, shouting out words randomly, looking at dictionaries and mm. whatever. And then, like, one day I was like, black food. <laughs> and I just was, like, scrolling. And I was just like, I said, I was like, black eyed peas. I was like, I said everything under the sun. And then I'm like, oh gumbo. <laughs> And then Matthew turned to me and he's like, that's it. And he's like, we have to tell the team. And, then, and, we, and we were like, maybe this will work. Maybe it will. People are going to think food. Like Louisiana, da, da, da. But at the end of the day, it represents the melting pot within the melting pot, right? So, mm-hmm. like, it's it's communal. It's got lots of different ingredients. Yep. The roots come in different hues of brown, right? Yep. It's, uh, it's like, one, one of the things that, like, I don't, like, everyone likes it. Yep. You know, for the most part, I don't know anyone who doesn't. And that's 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 right. what I told him. Yeah, that's so what I told him. It it just turned. It's like the more we thought about it, the more we shared it. Every it just like the reaction to it. Mm-hmm. It's just like in this in the word, the way you say it. It's just like how you say Google. G's are very strong words. Yeah, letters. Mm-hmm. And so it's like there's a lot of psychological yep. uh, kind of like very affirmations that were happening in that in that sense. So it's like it just clicked. And yeah. now we are here. <laughs> yeah, to, I told him. I told him um, in that first conversation because I think he answered the question that question for me when I first met him. Um, I told him that the beautiful thing that you guys shifted from royal to gumbo is that you almost uh, like humbled yourselves in a way because mm. gumbo is something that no matter who you are, everyone eats it mm-hmm. from the high class to the low class in terms mm-hmm. of history. Yeah, mm-hmm. everyone eats this specific dish and it's from like you said it's from all these different places and um and no one's above gumbo everybody no one's too good for gumbo right it's good for everybody and it's gonna stretch it's gonna fill you up it's, it's gonna be right, you know, and I and, and, and it was southern as hell, so I was definitely like, hey, that's, that's my that's my type of carrying yeah. on. Yeah. So I, I I loved it, and I think it's a messaging that uh is gonna definitely keep building on, and I think y'all can truly just flow with that in so many different ways just because mm-hmm. it's short in syllables and all these other marketing ass reasons and psychological reasons mm-hmm. on why you can truly build on the brand that you guys have already sold a seed in or, or started the rule on Thank I you. guess you know? yes. <laughs> but um, one of my first questions and I think uh, I'll direct this to you uh, first Chrissy is um, I did my first episode in this entire podcast and I think it's incredibly interesting was about the black estate and I talked about my love for the black aesthetic and the historical significance of the black aesthetic and, and why we should protect the black aesthetic and all these very, you know, very, you know, loving, romantic things about blackness. But I would love to know, you know, how important is the black aesthetic um, for you? This being something that you directly have to think about when you do what you do for Gumbo and possibly all other works that you do. Um, and I also want to ask the same question to everyone else, but I'll start with you. Yeah, so I super love this question, and I think it's really beautiful that we feel the same way. Like, I have a huge affinity for the Black aesthetic, Um, but one of the things in particular that I love the most is that 
it's so vast and wide, like so many things fit into the black aesthetic because our experiences are just so far and wide. Like there's so many different kinds of black people and different ways that we show our style, whether that be fashion or portraits, like we're just, we do everything so effortlessly and it's absolutely incredible. So for me, um, I, I just think it's like top tier, like how people regard like the Victorian era or uh, gothic in museums. Like that's how I revere blackness and the black aesthetic. Mm, I love that. And I think everyone else does too. That's why I like black culture is so popular, but that's just my personal opinion. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Say it loud. Yeah. Then, then you Austin, what, how important is the black aesthetic for you? Yeah, to just to piggyback off of Chrissy, I think as we look at mainstream, the mainstream today, it's like the black aesthetic is is vital. Yep. It's pertinent. It's like, it's deep. It's it's so beautiful to me. Um, I think that I've struggled with my blackness because sometimes, or not sometimes, a lot of the time I exist in very white spaces. That's real. So sometimes yeah. it's like me being me I sometimes I have I, there's doubt or there's you know I'm very cognizant of who I am and how I act and how I you know how I present myself um but I've grown to love especially working with Gumbo mm-hmm. I've grown to love who we are and I've grown to really want to evangelize that message mm. and and it's it's, mm-hmm. it's in a way like straightened up my walk it's it's held my chest up higher it's, hey, it's, chest. it's in a way as I'm like hunched <laughs> over right now but like it's, it's something to where it's like it affirms me um and it really sort of like roots me um into what we are what we're trying to do um not just as a, as a company as an organization but um really trying to talk about the the larger issues and the and the bigger um, the bigger questions, the bigger conversations that are going on in this world. I think the us as black people, how we how we are and who we are um, is important. And sometimes we don't we don't get that validation, but we're building the table for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We are inviting yeah. ourselves to the table. We yeah. are, you know, we're we are not only controlling. Um, I shouldn't say controlling, but like we're guiding the narrative We're we're assisting the narrative We're you know, it's that's the beauty of the black aesthetic to me. Mm, I love it. I love Come it. On, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> he put evangelize. Yeah, I'll take it. He was going to take it. I was about to start banging on this. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm so glad you didn't Now, Now for you, Courtney, how important is the black aesthetic to you? Oh, man, I guess uh, everything that has already been said and then, like, my final thought to all of that would just be, like, we would not be where we are as a culture without it. Period. Period. That's it. Like, that's it. And so um, we need to start appreciating it, um, you know, and, like, really preserving it, Mm -hmm. preserving it and telling the stories and then, like, just, like, making an intention just the way we do with all other forms of art and culture. Yep. You know, because we, when we look back in our old age, Mm -hmm. like, we should be able to, like, share this 
with the next generation. Exactly. Yes. Right? Yes. And, and make them proud and make them feel prideful for being who they are mm-hmm. and the I love skin that. that they live in. You know what I mean? I love that. One, oh, sorry. No. One more thing about the black aesthetic. Because when Courtney was saying, like, we have to tell these stories and there's there's so much erasure there's so many things that are lost specifically one one story about uh jackie kennedy the dress that she wore to her wedding was mm-hmm. actually designed by a black woman yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. she didn't want to share she didn't want to share but the thing is is that that dress in particular everybody was going crazy over yeah. it everybody mm-hmm. wanted their that dress that style of dress to be to be that, there. That specific look. That specific style, that specific, you know, uh, I don't really remember, you know, and I don't know the, the fashion terms, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> that dress was, was the hot dress, of, the hot shit of the time. Yeah. And so that is the permeation of our culture, like that we don't even, we don't even realize. Something yeah. as simple as, as Jackie Kennedy's dress. Yeah. That's the black aesthetic. Yeah. yeah I love that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's woven through everything that, yeah, that I is. That. I love that. And I think it's the, a beautiful segue into my next question and it's something that was really intrigued me several months ago we're because you know we're here in chicago so obviously we'll definitely get this type of news definitely oh type no of news. oh this is Zay. that's so funny um uh our pr- producer producer yeah uh is actually calling <laughs> yeah. your phone yeah. it's not even um, our phone yeah i love that though. i appreciate it let me let me let me let me let's take Double a break real yeah. quick okay so, and we're back. Yes, we are. Is that on? I think, let me just... Uh, yeah, make sure, make sure uh, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the, I gave them, gave them the iPad, make, yeah. make it noise. <laughs> Anywho, um, as I was saying, we're here in Chicago, and it was a story that occurred several months ago, uh, last year, that truly intrigued the hell out of me. Okay. And it was about uh, finding out that, I already knew that Ebony and uh, Jet Magazine were going through some, going through some things, you know, from financially... And all these other things, and um, and it definitely intrigued the hell out of me, cause I'm, and cause immediately they let us know that there's archives that they have, yeah. all of these photos, all of these different, you know, writings, and all these different things for decades, mm-hmm. for decades. Yeah. They showed us pictures of how the how the office used to be. They showed yeah. us, you know, all that these events, incredible. like these event photos, not even just you know catalog type of you know professional photos, but like capturing of you know the things they put together and i'm just sitting there thinking like oh my god if this would be trash to get lost yeah. this would be trashed end up in the wrong hands i don't know what the hell is about to happen but i hope it gets to the right place or right. someone does something with it yeah and i was just toiling my mind on like if i could do something what the hell would i do right yeah. so i want to ask you guys because i believe you are truly honestly the probably the best people to possibly ask this to and that's if you wow. if money wasn't if money wasn't an issue or whatever it is, and you were able to be able, were able to per- purchase this uh, collection, which is so damn vast, spanning over decades, how would you repurpose it? What would you do with it? Ooh, I, ooh. That's an excellent question. <laughs> <laughs> I'll 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 go I'll go first. Okay. Yeah, I was going I was going I was going to do y'all like that. I'll go that. first. Um, for me, I think of specifically that, like I said before, erasure is real, um, and a, especially as a descendant of American slavery, mm-hmm. a lot of the history of our people is lost. Mm-hmm. Um, Truly. And so archiving something as pivotal and as like incredible as Jed and Ebony 
like say, like archiving that, saving that is is definitely important. I immediately think of like the Watchmen mm. when they had the whole you know you got go in and, Ooh, and you have the acorn and then you go in and you learn you know the family tree and like yep. all that kind of stuff. That's yep. very you know very <laughs> futuristic, but but it's definitely possible. Yeah, um, things like that to where it's like people can can experience. Jed and Ebony, like being able to go and and walk through, like you said, when they had the pictures of of the old school, you know, the office and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Like, I'm I'm getting chills right now, just like walking through, yeah. you know, being able to experience that that kind of um, that kind of world. Part two, curriculum. Mm-hmm. Talking about medium, medium. Talking about media specifically, black media entrepreneurship with you know. I'm going to say Robert Johnson. That's somebody else. But (laughs) Johnson Publishing and all that kind of stuff, like being able to educate, Mm -hmm. um, especially not only the the youth, but but us. And and of what was happening in that time, what were happening, you know, what's going on um, in these moments and how did black people talk about that? Yes. You know, what what were the conversations (laughs) of the day as, as deep, or as you know, um, uh, I don't know the word that means uh, just you know regular regular, um, but those, <laughs> those just Simple. what's like going mundane, on exact like, mundane. Yeah. Thank you, that's the word. Yeah. It, it's just like how can we you know just see it's a, it's a preservation of time, yeah. Um, and and so often that stuff is lost. So yeah. being able to to teach first off, and to experience, yeah. I think those would so, be my, my first, my two things. Okay, okay. I kind of thought of education first, too, but yeah. mine was like, I would totally pick any HBCU and, like, build a beautiful hall there and have them there, like, museum-like. Yeah. Um, and, like, have artists come and do murals of old covers, like, on the walls yes. or something, like, something just super, super it. beautiful and gorgeous. So that like people can come in and like media, like if you're in communications or like in fashion, like you have to take this class. It's going to take you to this hall and you've got to learn about this black history. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on some like very personal selfish, how would I repurpose? I would absolutely cover a full accent wall of <laughs> these magazines yes. from ceiling to floor. Yeah. And that would just be like a focal piece in my living room. <laughs> I love that. Yes. I love that. I love that. And what, and what about you? Um. So are, is this just like, because I'm just trying to figure out what the boundaries are on this. No boundaries. I no boundaries. No boundaries. Ain't no boundaries. I'm not, no. not going to bound you. Yes. Just, okay. Yes. Come I on. appreciate <laughs> that. Um, so I would buy back their office, which is in downtown Chicago. Yep. And it literally True. says Ebony mm-hmm. Jet. Jet. Yes. And currently right on Michigan being Avenue. turned into condos, which yeah. is a fucking shame. shame. It's a fucking shame. Yeah. And, As if we need more. Yeah, yeah. I would buy back kick all them out. Yes. <laughs> and then I would literally remodel the space as their office and create it as a museum. Yes. And then also host these wonderful Before educational yes. opportunities yes. that Chrissy and Austin mentioned yes. within them. Yeah. Yes. And then on top of that, yes. I would do a traveling expo- ex- exhibition around the country and yes. then possibly uh, abroad as well. Yeah. Right? Because y'all need to see y'all, Everyone needs Everybody to know that. Because the thing is, is like Jet, the Johnson Publishing, like all, because they publish so many different uh, types of magazines. Yeah. And I, 
I think one of them was called Hughes even. And, yeah. And like, yeah, they had a Hughes. Yeah, and so like all of these publications were so important within the black community, but then like white people have no idea. Mm. And it's like, it, and yet it's so prevalent in the black community. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. there's, yeah. A, there's this huge disconnect. And so I think it, like, it needs to be, it needs to be in museums, right? It needs to be an exhibition because it's like, that's where they go. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, and it's not about necessarily just showing that to showing white folks. It's also, it's also about educating black people yeah. in, in our own country. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because like our generation grew up amongst, and our parents' generation mm-hmm. grew up amongst like parents who just like bought it. So it was just like always on the coffee table. Yep. And 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 kind of took it for granted, right? Yeah, it was at we my didn't house. think we had to buy it, right? Because yep. it was always there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was just you know readily accessible. Yep. Uh, and now we are where we are now, where it's like we can't get it anywhere, right. and so and, and and it's unfortunate. And so this is like as Gumbo Media, this is like the torch that we have to pick up and keep running with. And that's right? and that's right. that's why and that's what yeah. made the it come to my mind. And for everyone who's listening, you can Google and find out that the, um, there was I, I forgot. It was a specific buyer. I can't remember the name of the. It was a collection of people, and I think they donated to the Smithsonian, um, the collection. Mm-hmm. But uh, for me, I, my my answer would be a kind of similar to what some of you have already said. For me, I think I immediately thought of uh, taking the collection, essentially splitting it up, and placing it within. If money was no issue, within centers slash museums yeah. in different mm-hmm. parts of the nation. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the idea of you having, you know, recreating the Ebony Jet, I think that's a beautiful place to have it in the Midwest, be that Midwest Center. Mm-hmm. And also one, you know, one in uh, the West Coast, one on the East Coast, one in the South. And um, and truly and have those things circulate. And in my mind, I guess in my, my mind, I thought of it to be a multi a multi-purpose type of building yeah. type yeah. of a center yeah. that's, a that, that yeah. is centered on the fact that the images and the stories of people who look just like you afforded you to be able to use the resources that are currently here. You know, that being the messaging of all the, not only just children, but adults. Exactly. Because I, right. I, I do believe that uh, I find quite often where, you know, we always, which I believe is necessary, we always give resources to children. Yeah. As we should continue to do. But I know there's so many lost you know, adults in this world. I know yeah. it's lost yeah. black grown ass people mm-hmm. who still don't understand and still don't know. Yeah. And I believe this nature and this notion of uh, American culture of where if you hit 18 or you hit 21 that you, you know, you should, you're good. You should be able to figure it out. Yeah. You got Google. Right. You got Google. Right. Yeah, you should be, uh, yeah. You, you should be fine. You went to college right. or exactly. whatever the situation is. And I believe yeah. having a place that is multi-purpose mm-hmm. for the community, for the enrichment of the community. Exactly. That serves, that truly is a place that does all the things that are needed. You know, that kind of answers that question of it not being a food desert answers that questions of yeah. having a place for children just to go to or people to go to to just you know to relax or to work out or yeah. whatever it may be I, that's how i see it being but the aesthetic and the uh, images it's all it's also going to be this wing exhibiting right. exactly yeah. yeah and they're circulating but in yeah. my initial part of it the sides of it that are opposite too so if it's a whole bunch of Southern type of images yeah. from Southern artists and Southern things, I would like to put that in a place where it's not the South. 
Exactly. So at first, the first initiating, first inaugural thing yeah. would be something that you probably haven't heard it or heard, heard of at all. Exactly. So that's yeah, the first that's images that you're seeing, and then those things start circulating. So at some point in time, you're going to be learning about the Harlem Renaissance and all yeah. these other things, but also learning about what was happening with the Black Exploitation Movement yeah. and all these other things and all these cover shoots and why they did the beauty of the weeks. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. All the I, things. I had the calendar. Yeah. But I just, I truly am a truly a lover of blackness and the black aesthetic in so many different ways. I think it's truly enriched me and it's truly made me uh, dig even deeper into the work that I feel like I do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so diverse. It's so exactly. damn diverse. And I, I yeah. think that's something that's taken for granted. Yeah. It's not really appreciated. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. And I think we need to speak to that explicitly a lot more often. Exactly. Because I feel like people touch on it, people create brands off of it, but I feel like we gotta... One thing that I heard somebody say, speaking to uh, describe a, like a show or something that just came out, it was like, we need to stop reacting to racism mm-hmm. yeah. and reacting because that's not blackness. Just mm-hmm. us creating works that's us retelling or tell or talking about how we feel about the world. Wow. Exactly. That's not our narrative, just wow. the reaction of, you exactly. know? And I think you see that the most with images like all of the fucking tired ass, like <laughs> uh, civil rights movies and slave movies. It's like, that's not the singular narrative. Exactly. I remember, I think it was right. Winfield who said, she was like, why can't we just show a, 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 a have a setting and a period piece where they're happy? Exactly. <laughs> she was like, what if we go to the 50s and we show a happy family going through something else? Exactly. And, and not just right. solely, like, we know they were dealing with that. But that's not, that. That's trust not me. It's not the only narrative. Exactly. Complexity, was, depth. Mm-hmm. Death. Just people just being people. <laughs> people just you know? being people. And it's like people just having regular people issues yeah. that aren't Because we're dealing yeah. with racism today. Exactly. Okay? Like crazy. But we live in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, at the same time. And I don't know. I just, that's how I feel about it. But yeah. to move on, my next my next question is one where um, in my conversation, my preliminary conversation with you, Courtney, you said something that was very interesting to me, and that was the inspiration of you know one of one of the inspirations that really led you and Matthew to you know initiate this idea of gumbo, sure. um, and it was struck him by a very traumatic thing, a very traumatic a series of traumatic events mm-hmm. happening um, at large, being the you know the the killing, the murdering of of Alton Sterling, and and within that same week you had the, the killing, murdering of Philando Castile, and mm-hmm. so many different things were happening in that singular. Week and I think it would weigh heavy on everyone because yeah. it was just like, damn, what's going on? Yeah, um, yeah. like I, I can't breathe. Yeah, genuinely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and I think for me, last year I went through a real weird, weird spell of just you know strong anxiety and depression and all these different things. And I think my creativity was certainly affected by it because I was just blocked. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do. I literally made an episode about how blocked I was. Yeah. And um, but I also it. I feel like it pushed me to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. I feel like it pushed Which me is to. Which amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, yes. thank you. Yes. I love Claude. He's my yeah. man. Yeah, come on. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> But I truly, I truly feel like I had to find inspiration within those things. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, 
I would love to know, you know, in, in those moments of where you guys are just going through your own personal things, and it may not even be a personal thing. It may be something that just affects you heavily and just triggers yeah. you outside of your life. I guess, how does, I guess, how is your creativity affected in those moments and how do you get out of those moments or what do you do in those moments? Uh, yeah, uh, creating an outlet is very important. I think that for me personally, mm -hmm. what has been a great outlet other than just having the flexibility to to be with to to run and and like collaborate with our wonderful directors full time mm -hmm. with Gumbo Media it's mm -hmm. been to to run literally run yeah. um uh through our fitness initiative Gumbo Fit i i the inspiration behind that has been to just create an outlet to stay active in ch as we get older. Because it's like, yep. you know, us millennials, you know, we're reaching yeah. them 30s, 30s, <laughs> 30s, 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 
you see, I, I was going through a merger with my with my job at the time, and and they were having all these high level people um, speaking to us about you know the future of the company, and I didn't see one black face up there. And me thinking to myself, I was sitting at my desk and going, huh, you can't tell me at this major media corporation there ain't no niggas up here. I was like, this don't make no sense to me. Not a I kept nigga. saying, this don't make no sense to me. And I kept saying over and over and over again. And like I said before, it, I it just felt the like. the first one to just want to do this. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, I would sit in these spaces and think, what is going on? And and thankfully, I was blessed enough to find, to find Gumbo and to really sort of open up my mind on the the questions that were in my mind yeah. and really like how can I I'm always about building building black people I always say building the black dollar but it's all about to me building black people up to where we can not necessarily take care of ourselves because we do that already but it's yeah. like how can we build each other up and really create a community and all that kind of stuff so I was going through my mind with these questions with these things and being with Gumbo has really affirmed me as a creative person and really affirmed the the questions that I do have because we've been able to um, start small initiatives like like our Durag chats, um, which is name. which is basically Durag just chats. yeah no it's it started out of black women have really owned them uh getting in touch with with their you know natural hair and yes. hair in general because yes. I'm a fan of give me a weave a wig braids. Short, yeah. you cut it all off. It's uh, I'll do. Uh, well, I'm I'll I don't care. <laughs> Y'all can do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think black women have really embraced their hair and and what has um what has really gravitated with me. I was sitting with my cousins and stuff, and and we would be talking. It's like we talking about hair care, y'all. I was like we talking about hair routines, and it's like <laughs> this is beautiful how we you know how we're really creating these spaces and black men sometimes get pigeonholed in a space to where it's like, oh, you can't talk about that. You can't do that. Yes. That's, you know, that's some sus stuff, you know, whatever, whatever. And it's like, no, we're going to open this up. We we're going to create a space where you can be vulnerable and talk about whatever you need to talk about and, and really um, express yourself in this way. So I, I really, sometimes I, uh, I'm i not going to cry. I'm, I'm a little, I get a little emotional sometimes, but uh, being with Gumbo has really, uh, sometimes it's like we get off the phone and I was just like, whoo, fuck, I am affirmed right now. Like, I am really yeah. affirmed. With, affirmation. With, exactly. And it's just like in what in what I'm doing and who I am. Yeah. Um, and so it's just like being being creative to, to think about, okay, this is what's going on in the world. Sometimes you scroll through Twitter and it's just like, it just seems like everybody arguing. It's just, and it's like black people, it's like we all arguing with each other. And it's like, I get, I get the arguments. Let's talk. How do we have these conversations? Yeah. How do we really get to the root of the issue of what is going on and and express ourselves? Yep. How do we have a space that's vulnerable enough where I can say what's on my chest, you can say what's on yours, and we can come to an understanding? Yep. And I think that's the creativity. That's where I would like to get to because it's like we need to be on one accord. Is it going to happen? Yes. Because I was going to say maybe not. But it yes, it is going to happen yeah. through exactly. these things like Gumbo, through you and your podcast, through us having, yeah. you know, having these conversations. How can we implement um, transaction with each other so that it's not a crabs in the barrel mentality of, yeah. mm-hmm. oh, you think you this or oh, you think you that. It's like, no, I do think that I'm that. 
and we and you are as well. And we can and, exist together. And we can exist together. Right. We can be different. We can be the same. We can be fringe. We can be in the middle of the circle, and all kind of get to that same place. We're meant and, to exactly. We're and it's meant, like we're meant to exist together. Exactly. And it's like it. It doesn't necessarily have to be as you know serious and and serious in tone and all that. It can be fun. It can be light. It can be you know and 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 that's the creativity that I've been able to really open up to and and open myself to. And I'm really grateful for you know. Um, the directors and even this like podcast opportunity to really talk about like that kind of stuff Hell yeah. because it's that's what's really going to help us move forward and build ourselves. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But see, that's I think the the essence of what you're saying because you guys give that off. Yeah, I think it's real easy for when you're around like minded people for you to be for your light to shine as bright as it needs to. Yeah, because you don't feel like you have to dim yourself dim for, it for any anything. Reason, you know, and I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Now. Last but certainly not least, how how would you answer this question, Chrissy? Yeah, so I think it's really interesting for me personally. It's um, somewhere on both ends of the spectrum. Like I have my days where it's like that, um, <laughs> you know, the the uh, stereotype or like, oh, the best music is made after heartbreak or after yeah. you just went yeah. through something super yeah. terrible. Um, where like I feel really creative sometimes in moments of trauma or um, you know just anxiety it doesn't even have to be like that extensive or traumatic Um, and then there are those days where I do feel stagnant or stuck Um, but also in therapy uh, I feel like I found ways in those moments where I'm feeling stuck to use my creativity a little differently. Yes. And um, so, for instance, like, I create mood boards a lot for my art directing, um, when I'm art directing for Gumbo or just for myself in other ways. Um, So I started to mood board if I'm feeling down. Because one thing I love most about mood boarding is, like, all the different colors and the shapes and stuff I can find. So it's like, let me just throw something that is, like, visually appealing to me and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, and things like journaling, which I've never done like consistently, but like sometimes on those days are you like, I just need to get this out my brain. Like, and maybe you're not comfortable talking to somebody else about it just yet. So if you just get it out your head, like things can be better. But I also think like, it's amazing how um, it seems like humanly universal, just like, being creative or having some form of art is in the midst of trauma in general. Mm-hmm. Like I think about those days where we were marching after someone else was killed and like, what's the first thing you do? Like you create a chant, you play a song that everybody can listen to. Like, uh, we gonna be all right by Kendrick Lamar. It was that mm-hmm. every March ever after it dropped. And it's something about that, you know, like it's something about, um, feeling those types of negative emotions that requires us to push with positivity. Um, And not to say that it is wrong to like, just sit there and feel those feelings when you aren't, you know, ready for all that. But I think it's real power, especially to black people in how we can switch a situation and make it positive either for self or for all of us. I agree. I totally agree. And I think for me, what I had to come to learn was to truly understand what changing your perspective meant. 
in terms of when I was in those moments, mm -hmm. but also being able to not just go through whatever it is I'm going through, but to grow through yeah. whatever I'm mm -hmm. going through. Because I feel like if I'm going into this and I'm just, it was whatever that was going on in my life to, to lead to this point of, you know, of whatever anxiety, whatever it is, mm -hmm. let me reflect in this moment. Yeah. Let me let me not try to avoid it. Let yep. me actually go in it and really yeah. look inward. Yep. And that way I come out on the other side with something that I didn't have when I first started feeling down in the first place. Exactly. I come out with the understanding. I come out with a new way to get through it. I come out with whatever it is. And I think that, even though it being an incremental change, is a big change that I think we all need. Yeah. Um, my last question for you guys before I let you go. I have to say that I love gumbo. Oh, wow. The dish and the meat. <laughs> the dish. Yes. <laughs> because that, that joke was just sitting right there. I had to touch it. <laughs> yeah. And I have to say that, you know, what you guys are doing, I feel like it's truly going to be really a real major, major thing real, real soon. Yeah. And I'm big, I'm big on... Um, I've learned this in therapy. I didn't realize how much of a, I guess, an innovator and visionary that I was or yeah, the way come that on, I approached life. Yeah. Because I'm always telling people ideas. I'm always trying to think. I'm always thinking past or thinking big into yep. things. And I yeah. think when I come around people come uh, be, uh, and met with things that makes me light up and think and yeah. come up with things yeah. that aren't even benefiting me. Right. Yeah. I, always know, I always make a note of that. It's like something special about this. Yeah. If, if I'm not even in these meetings, but I'm coming up with shit that I'm like, if anybody could do this, they could possibly do it. Yeah. They right. probably already have the you know infrastructure to possibly even iron out a plan and a strategy to get this thing done. Exactly. So when I found out about the the magazine, I was just like that's why that's why I had to for the love of it, I made yeah. sure I told you and everybody else and yeah. everybody else involved exactly what I thought about it. Yeah. Because I'm like, this is brilliant because and I think a lot of people probably wouldn't understand. Because yeah. they're like, why would y'all do anything print? People are digital. Yep. Everything's digital. Niggas don't even walk around with CDs. Right. Like, what do you, like, how, why would you, it would seem like a backward step. <laughs> exactly. And to me, I was telling um, Matthew this and I told you this. Mm -hmm. I was like, we got to think about it. Vinyl is still something that's purchased. It's yep. covered. Yeah. It was one when of the highest to, uh, sold things in 2019. When it used to be the standard. So, right. We, so instead of thinking of things to be obsolete and archaic, mm -hmm. They just change. They just repurpose. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And I think the y'all y'all are truly about to introduce something that is going to be repurposed, and um, something that is truly going to be beneficial because it's this group work, mm -hmm. this group collection. Yeah. And I think th those types of things and that type of energy it lives on. It lasts a long time mm -hmm. because if you take your time to do it, it adds so much more substance to it. That's why books and things can live on forever. Exactly. Certain magazines won't last past. That's why they only. That's why they come out every month. Right. Because the last edition right. we know wasn't that damn depth. Exactly. Well, it wasn't... it's very specific to that moment. Yep. Yes. And so, right. You know, we talk about evergreen content. Yes. So that no matter when you pick up our magazine, look at our Instagram, hear our stories, whatever, mm -hmm. it has to do with just like like our culture. Yes. Yeah. So right. we can refer back to it at any moment. Yeah. Yeah. And so this magazine in particular is a collector's item, right? Mm -hmm. It's like when the idea of, of gumbo at the time Royal like initially happened, it was centered around creating a magazine. Mm -hmm. It's taken us almost three years to get to this point. 
Yeah. And so with that being said, it's very it's it's come to fruition with so much intention and curation mm-hmm. that it's something that like we know it's the right time. Yeah. Exactly. And so it's it's just been really interesting because like when you think of other cuz at the time of like the the idea of the magazine in the very beginning beginning, mm-hmm. it was when uh, magazines like Kinfolk and Serial and things like that yeah. were only really publishing like uh, you know a lot of like it was very whitewashed. Yes. And that was their market. Mm-hmm. Good for them, right? Mm-hmm. A lot but, of white people. Yeah. So now they're post. They, they have a lot more color in their magazines, mm-hmm. which is great because I mean it's like a thing for a lot of companies. It's just like yeah. the Wait. trend. Exactly. You the know? Yeah. But it's like at the end of the day, they could never. Yeah, do what we're doing. Right, exactly. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like because it's just like they're not in it; they're not a part of the culture. Mm-hmm. Right, they're just like including it into their 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 content mm-hmm. at the end of the day. It's an afterthought. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, or mm-hmm. even if even so, it's just like it's just not going to be the same. Right, um, and so. Um, Gumbo magazine is just it's got a different type of purpose and like vinyl it's like it's something that you just want to keep yes mm-hmm. it's, not, it's right. not it's not a glossy of you know few page type thing that you yeah. just throw away yeah um, i loved it we're changing the, is... the understanding of what a magazine is exactly. i love that and I, I immediately understood that as soon as before y'all even put out the the uh the images, yeah, golly, they're beautiful. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> giving, me, giving me real strong, awaken my love vibes. Too. Yes, yes. And Thank you. Shout out, shout out Bobby Rogers. Shout out Bobby Rogers for the cover. Yeah. Oh, yeah he, he cold. He cold. Bobby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no. <laughs> the, my last question that I let you guys go is. I guess what Chicago specific or or nationwide issue do you believe that gumbo media is the remedy for? A issue like uh oh, okay. Sorry. Well, I I would like to just immediately jump to like a part of our mission which is to expand the narrative of mm. black life, right? And so which I think is a nationwide and a global issue because black people are hated everywhere. So this is a global issue, right? The thing about that type of hatred or which then turns into internalized hate is um, we get a specific narrative from seeing or hearing black people. And I think Gumbo Media at large, and then with our uh, projects like the magazine, like Gumbo Fit, um, what we are or can be the remedy for is putting on display these different types of narratives of Black life, while also not saying that there's anything wrong with the other kinds of Black life. You know what I'm saying? Like how inherently people think black is ghetto when it's like no that's not what that means all the time but also what's wrong with being ghetto you know so it's like we are accepting of each spectrum and everything in between of blackness and so we want to show all of blackness that we can fit you know in these like 250 pages (laughs) well we are we are around like 276. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thick, thick. It's a thick book. Thick no. book. Yeah, yeah. The book got hips on it. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Right. That with two Come hands. On. I love that. I love that. How, how would you add to how would you guys add to that question? I would say, um, to add on to Chrissy, just like 
and I don't even know if this is a word, but diasporic conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I believe that us as a people sometimes get so sometimes get so pigeonheld in 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 where we where we come from or um, what side we're on, and it's like we all fighting the same the same beast. Yeah, we all yeah. are going against the same thing. Yeah, how can we? How can we have a space to to have these conversations, to express ourselves, to uplift each other, and to ultimately build? Yeah. Um, I think that gumbo media at large is is that space um, to where everybody in all of our differences can see themselves. Mm. Um, and I think once you see yourself and see where you can go, the possibilities are endless. Um, and I really, truly, truly do believe that, um, I really, really, truly believe that, uh, once we get to not the root of the root of these issues or, or it, once we become vulnerable and once we actually like, this is, this is the issue, this is where I'm coming from and realize that and recognize that and can see, um, different perspectives and different views, um, not only to not only to see them visually, but to hear to hear them and like to hear these people, yeah, and to to see who these people are and it, it's it's outside of social media in the sense that it, this is the real world in real time. Like how how do we get to um, expand not only our narrative but our perspective? Yeah. Um, how once we get to that point, then it's sky's the limit yeah and i would say just to add to that it's just like um expanding the narrative translates to humanizing exactly right humanize black people in Mm -hmm. the united states and globally yes so that people can't deny our humanity and can't treat us like shit exactly um and all the intersections of blackness too like black woman plus trans plus bi you know what i'm saying like there's so many levels to an identity Mm -hmm. that blackness is just one and that means we need to covet everyone who fits under this black umbrella exactly because sometimes we forget that yeah french culture is is just as right like the centralized culture so it's yeah and i i think for and the question was uh can you remind me yeah it's it's what issue either locally or nationwide um, that you believe gumbo media is the remedy for yeah i mean i think um chrissy and austin really hit it on the head and it's just like we've ingrained that issue that big large issue into our mission statement Mm -hmm. of expanding the narrative so um yeah like humanizing ourselves allowing ourselves to be seen um and and showing just the diversity Mm -hmm. of who we are as a Mm -hmm. culture yeah I think I think that's the uh, possibly the main attraction that I think I had with you guys. I think the the mission that you guys stand on that you created for your uh, for Gumbo Media is something that I think I'm really really am attached to mm-hmm. in my own work. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally changed my hashtag on my uh, Twitter like months ago about like yeah. I just said black people are human. Oh yeah. wow, yeah. And mm-hmm. when I came over my tagline for the show, you know, mm-hmm. Soulfully Conscious Podcast for Humans Simply Being Humans, I thought with black people in mind, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to specify this like, you know, you know, black black people or whatever within it specifically. Right. Because I feel like we always have to stand out on that. Right. Right. Know, but no, like and, specify. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like center yourself in Yeah. That. And 
I think for me, I think uh, when I when I heard this quote about like black people are either seen as superhuman or subhuman. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're, never seen, we're never seen as just what we are. That's just human. And I think that's um, something that I've always wanted to be a proponent in and trying to uh, push that. Because yeah. I feel like I've had on so many different types of people and so many with so many different stories. Mm-hmm. They come from so many different places. So I'm like, I really want to continue doing this. I think yeah. this is what the pocket I need to stay in. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you first start a platform, you like trying to find your voice. Exactly. And then once I kind of kept, when it kept happening, that I was connecting <laughs> to people and wanting to have these very specific conversations around identity, mm-hmm. around lifting up who they are. Yeah. It's just like I gotta keep, I gotta keep staying in this pocket. Exactly. I gotta stay right here. Yeah. And and I, I'm so glad that I, you know, uh, bumped into, you know, all the people that I bumped into for this specific moment to happen. Good. And I'm yes. so glad we're here speaking on it, and um, and so glad you guys are doing what you're doing. I can't wait to to have that uh, magazine on my own coffee table. Yes. Hey. Yes. Hey, yes. Uh, let everyone else know about where I got it from too. Exactly. Um, but we can wrap up. I would love for you guys can all share how people can, you know, keep up and also contribute and learn everything they need to learn about Gumbo with in, com- in terms of the services, in terms of the run club. And t- <laughs> y'all got a lot. Well, it's super simple, though, because, yeah. like, everything, it's like the, the website is yes. GumboMedia.com. The Great. Instagram, Gumbo Media. Yep. Our run club, Gumbo, Gumbo Fit. Fit. You know, yeah. so it's just literally that simple. You can hit our bio links and yep. Even if you were to start at Gumbo Fit, you could still get to all the other everything things. else. Yeah, I love, so, it. I love uh, it. I love it. I love yeah. it. I thank I thank you, Chrissy, for giving us the time. Even though you on LA time, the sun probably just about to start going down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I appreciate you for giving us your time. Yeah. Um, yes. I appreciate you guys for coming to my humble abode, yes, to my you. casa. And I think this is going to be a great one. I can't wait. I can't wait to. Yes, I'm very excited. I can't wait to for y'all to hear yourselves back and be like, damn, I said that. Yeah. <laughs> but if you don't know, now you know. You can follow um, the Simply King podcast on IG at Simply King Pod. You can follow me personally at Kings underscore memoirs on all, on all social media platforms. You can listen to the Simply King podcast streaming everywhere. Podcasts are streamed. Um, make sure that you contribute. It's 2020. We're in New Year. It's dope. It's fly. Make sure you're being your best self. Now, as you always know, this is the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for Humans Simply Being Humans. I'm Rodney Perry, also known as King, and this is Simply King. Peace. Bye. <laughs> Then I tell you we should dip You're grabbing me close and closer Till you get a kiss Push up your bra to the left That's right Now we in the car with a broke break Like Thinking about the ass, the leg, the hit, the sex, the whip, the figure for leg Like then we dip out You say mm-hmm. wanna uh-huh. party all day You say need it, love it from me You say wanna yeah. party yeah. all day yeah. You say need yeah. it yeah. So why we yeah. Smacking his lips off the fact my lips are covered in your lip gloss.